Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone. Alrighty, welcome back to episode 41 of Two Drunk Brothers in the podcast. And if you're hearing me on the mic on the intro for the first time in a few weeks, it's me, Jarrett, obviously. And I'm back this week. Ooh. Took a little hiatus last week. Had a lot of had a lot, a lot of shit going on. My dog got a hospital surgery, but he's all good now, so it's all good and kosher. And I am back. And I probably couldn't have missed a better division to talk about because the NFC East is fucking horrendous. Yeah. Uh, so this week we are going to continue on with the train of talking about um, you know the NFL divisions one by one. We're going to go do the NFC South this week. This was user voted. This was user voted. We're gonna we are still going to do. Travis yeah. kind of framed that question on Twitter like we weren't going to do the rest of them, but we are going to do the rest of them. Um, we just want to know which one you guys wanted to hear first. So NFC South was up, so we figured we, figured we would do that. Um, and today is July 31st. Um, it's about 8.17 p.m. Central Time. Um, so the MLB trade deadline has come and gone, and it's kind of quiet. I mean, the Astros got better. Boring. Snooze yeah. fest. I mean, the Astros got way better. By yeah, I mean, they, nobody really did anything – crazy i mean i don't really know how many people i'm not an astros fan so i don't know if they were eyeing granky or not but now yeah. they have uh i think like the three best pitchers in major league baseball so yeah people were equating it to like um the 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 rotation they'll have in the playoffs is equivalent to like the braves in the 90s when they had like maddox smoltz and those guys um so uh it'll be interesting so i mean it kind of came and went you know and we were going to talk about it but it's kind of boring so and that's your baseball talk, probably till postseason time. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is the year of the pitcher. I don't know if the pitchers and the pitching rotation will get it done. So we'll see. We'll talk about that closer to October. Yep. So that's baseball talk. We talked about it in March. We talked about it in July. Talk about it again in uh, right before October. Uh, but with that being said, let's go ahead and play the ad and play the clip and roll right into the NFC South. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. First and 10 from the 45 yard line. All right. Uh, starting off the AFC, or fuck, NFC South. Already uh, about five or six beers deep. We have the New Orleans Saints, who won this division last year at 13 and 3, I believe. Yep. Um, and Sounds their right. draft. 
was not bad. I didn't really mind their offseason, except for their first-round draft pick, Marcus Davenport out of fucking University of Texas, San Antonio. Um, this was kind of a head-scratcher for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, again, when you're that late in the draft, you know, a lot of a lot of talent's gone off the But board. he was not even on the board for, like, top defensive ends or, like, really even anywhere near, like, top 15, 20. I mean, people make reaches all the time. They end up panning out. I think this team's good enough that their draft doesn't make anything yeah. make any difference to me. Other um, than that, though, I liked it. Uh, Max Unger leaving off the you know, so their their offseason departures. Their center Max Unger left. They lost the defensive end Alex Okafor and then Mark Ingram, the running back. Again, those last two really aren't a huge deal for me. Uh, I think Max Unger is kind of a a little bit of a hit to their offensive line, but they drafted. Eric McCoy. A center in the second round. Eric McCoy at Texas A&M. So, if he gets... That wasn't bad. Um, And then they also got Latavius Murray, Mario Edwards, Jared Cook. um, Just a few names to be listed that came in in the offseason. So, overall, um, I think they might have gotten slightly better. They replaced the people that lost. They had an okay draft to replace the center that they lost. Um, I think they did a good job. I would say, yeah, I mean, they did a good job. They definitely but they didn't get worse. They definitely did get worse. Uh, I'm not going to say they're like, oh, my God, they're going to win 15 games, but I would uh, say I'm, that. I'm going to say, like, they stayed about even keel. I think if that if that rookie center can step up, Eric McCoy, and step into Max Unger's shoes, and they probably got better. Um, but you traded Mark Ingram for Latavius Murray. I'm not in love with that. I think, obviously, Mark Ingram, in my eyes, is a better running back. Way better. Than Latavius Murray. I'll talk more about that here in a minute. I Love the pickup of Jared Cook, um, you know, getting back a solid tight end. You know, uh, Drew Brees hasn't had one of those since Jimmy Graham, really. Um, yeah, five years. So uh, I definitely I definitely think – I definitely like their offseason. I'm not going to say they got better because it's hard to improve from a 13-win team. That was a blown call away from the Super Bowl. But I think they stayed, stayed about even, even keel. I like it. Um, which moves us into our usual breakout bust and – Sleeper, breakout, bust, and MVP of the team. And I'll kind of go first to kind of stem off of what you said. And you like that Jared Cook pickup. My sleeper is Jared Cook. Same. Same. Um, yeah, I mean, not – he got – you know, he's obviously on the Saints now. Came from the Raiders coming off of his best season of his career there. Um, yep. And a god-awful offense. Now you got Drew Brees throwing to you. And what Jared said, hasn't had a good tight end since Jimmy Graham. Uh, which 2011-2014, Jimmy Graham had an absolute – amazing four three-year stretch um and breeze has the capability of liking tight ends uh sounds a little bad i think he can get close to what he did last year though of 900 yards six to seven touchdowns and have a fantastic year yeah i definitely like jared cook as a sleeper tight end in fantasy as well because he's in this offense um i've always liked jared cook i like jared cook whenever he got he got picked up by the st louis rams he just didn't have a fucking quarterback then to throw to him I have a Jared Cook autograph uh, from the St. Louis Rams. He does. The St. Louis Rams pennant, so I might as well just fucking wipe my ass with it. What is it? Jared Cook, Michael Sam, and who else? Uh, Greg Zerline. Greg Zerline. Hey, that's still hey, that's pretty quality. Pretty quality autographs. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, my, my sleeper is also Jared Cook. I mean, Drew Brees knows how to use his tight ends. Um, he's very talented, and, he's, and we saw flashes of how, how, how good, he was, good he could be in Oakland. And like you said, a mediocre offense. And remember how good he was with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback in Green Bay? Remember that one catch he made in the playoffs that literally yeah, I mean, he's allowed, a solid tight end. Yeah, he, he's 
aware of the sideline. He's aware of his boundaries. He knows what he's doing. So I really, really like this pickup for the Saints, and I think it makes him better. Um, definitely because you still have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. There's a lot of other offensive weapons that, this, that the Saints have that Jared Cook isn't going to be the focal point. I think he's going to have a big year um, or a decent year, and, and I think people are going to sleep on him because of that. So Yeah, I mean, we're not saying that he's going to be fucking top two tight ends in the league, but he's going to be good in this offense, I think. Most definitely. I like it. All right, going into the breakout, I'll keep this train rolling here. My breakout player is uh, Alex Anzalone, linebacker. Uh, he's a third-round draft pick coming into his third year with the Saints. Uh, however, he's coming into his third year, but this is the first year that it looks like he's going to get the start in that linebacker position. He started seven games last season while reeling in 59 tackles, two sacks, and a pick. So if he can fucking double that, that's, that's a great year for fucking – uh, linebacker, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, and if you've watched the Saints game, it's the guy that has the long blonde hair that kind of reminds you of Clay Matthews. Okay, uh, yeah, he's stepping into a starting role. Like I said, I think he can do big things if he can just have a year like he does last year. Duplicate that with getting 16 starts if he can stay healthy. I like that. I like that digging deep there for a breakout year. Um, I mean, the Saints defense I think is probably one of the most underrated parts of their team. They have a pretty damn good defense. Um, it was really good two years ago. It kind of fell off a little bit last year. But yeah, I see it picking back up because my breakout player is also on the defensive side of the ball, and it's Eli Apple, the cornerback who got traded to the Saints last year in October from the Giants. Um, he was having he had a very very lackluster career with the Giants, and our friend Sean, who's on the podcast last week, has said time and time again he knew as soon as the Giants traded Eli Apple, he was going to go off and have a good career. He finished the season last year with the Saints in phenomenal fashion, had one of the better secondaries in the NFC, um, and you know, like I said, he struggled. Change of scenery can do a lot can do a lot for players. Um, however, what I think and the reason why I'm calling him for my breakout is because the Saints just came out a couple of days ago and announced that they were declining Eli Apple's fifth-year option. He's on, still on a rookie deal. He had a fifth-year option. They declined it. So I think he's going to ball out, have a fucking phenomenal year, Pro Bowl year for himself, become a free agent in 2020, and be bag-chasing. The dude's going to be chasing a bag. He knows he's going to be playing for money. Um, so that's why I think he's going to have a breakout season because he's already proven himself last year, and he's chasing money because he'll be a free agent in 2020. So uh, Eli Apple, expect him to have a big year in that, in that, in that Saints defense. I like that pick. Um, I think he's a really good player, and you want to know what really helps that, uh, I guess, kind of to kind of support your breakout is that it really helps when you're not on the fucking field for 35 minutes a game in New York. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the kid. I, I, think, I think he's going to do good things in that defense this year. All right. Let's move on into the bust pick. And this one was kind of tough for me. Um, I dug a little bit deep, just like I did in my breakout. My bus pick is Latavius Murray. Same. No shit. Oh, man, I love it. Yep. I mean, this dude just loves being a fucking backup running back, doesn't he? <laughs> and he does. They, they, they tried to make him the guy in Minnesota. I but. mean, yeah, but he just couldn't. He just couldn't do it. Um, whether it is he got injured, he just wasn't you know performing up to par. And like you said, you think – I mean, you just can't really compare him to Mark Ingram if you're going to be running that dual running back. Alvin Kamara is definitely going to get, you know, 75% of the touches and snaps. He's 100% average. I think a lot of people think of him 
of like always having this unleashed potential and like he's there. And I thought so for a couple of years, um, but he just never does. And he's never he going to go. He like, he like showed flashes of greatness in Oakland. At yeah. Time. That's what I'm saying. Like you think that he might be that player that's going to come out and break out, but he just never has. He's a backup running back and he always will be. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, he was literally brought in to play second fiddle Dalvin Kamara. I mean, he knows that and to replace Mark Ingram. And Mark Ingram was a very, very pivotal role in that Saints offense. I mean, Mark Ingram came in, like Travis said, 30% of the snaps and, you know, provided some spark, provided a lot, a lot of pop for that team. I even had him on my fantasy team. I mean, Mark for, Ingram was a, a starting running back. He's going to be a starting running back. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, him with Latavius Murray. He's dual threat. He can he can run. He can catch the pass out of the backfield. Um, and Murray can't. Murray's Murray's not a pass catching back. He's a he's a strictly kind of your old school running back. Likes to run north to south. Uh, and you know if if this tells you anything, I'm afraid the Saints are going to try to utilize Latavius Murray the same way they utilize Mark Ingram, and it's not going to work. I mean Ingram averaged 4.7 yards a carry last year. Um, I mean Murray, while he averaged 4.1. I mean, 0.6 yards a carry is a vast difference. I mean, if you do the math on that, on 50 carries, the yardage ends up being, or 100 carries, it ends up being about you know 70 yards more. So yeah. um, I just think Ingram's a better running back. No knock on Latavius Murray. I just don't think they're not going to be able, they're going to try to use him as Mark Ingram, and it's not going to work out. I mean, it's just going to be the rest of his, what he's done in his career, like completely average. Uh, and if they have to rely on him, I just don't think that he's going to be there for them. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I like that we have that. We have the same sleeper and bus picks. Uh, moving on to the MVP, and, I mean, this one's got to be the same. Drew Brees. I mean, yeah, it has to be. He's consistently yeah. top three quarterback in the league. He is the game changer, and without him, they are not the team. They are even close to it. Exactly what I said. I, I wrote down here, he's the glue that holds everything together. Yeah, I mean, without them, they're fucking 8-8 eight and eight team. And I love him too. I love I love Drew Brees. It's hard to not like Scarface, but yeah, you got it. You got it. He got it. He got it fixed a little bit, somewhat. But yeah, but Drew Brees is great. He's fucking the best quarterback. One of the best quarterbacks in the league behind of, of all time. Of all time, I wouldn't say that he's the all time passing yards leader. That's true. Um, I mean, he's he's top two quarterback of all time. One of the top two. Top. I'm not. No. Okay. Not not top two. I mean, like top five quarterback of all time. Because you got to think, you got Tom Brady in there. This is a whole other discussion for a different day. We'll talk. But anyway, <laughs> could you have picked? And this, this, this is what I wrote down. I just want to ask you this: since we have the same person, we can kind of spitball a little bit here. Could you have picked Alvin Kamara or or or, or Michael Thomas here? I would have picked Michael Thomas over Alvin Kamara. Same, same. Um, he's really good. It's just hard for me to pick Michael Thomas without seeing what he can do without Drew Brees and same yeah. for Alvin Kamara. Even. I mean, you take the, those guys and put them with a different quarterback. They could be totally different. Um, Drew Brees is the man. Yeah. And my thing is Drew Brees finds a way to get everyone involved. He completed passes to 18 different receivers last year. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so I mean, he's an absolute monster and there's no other question. He's the, he will be the MVP of the saints until he retires. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's, he's, like you said, he's the glue that holds everything together. Um, with that, takes us into our Vegas odds on their win total. Uh, over under 10. Um, I here didn't find this hard at one bit. Didn't have to me think too. twice about it. I'm taking the over. Yeah, me too. I, first glance, I looked at the schedule. At, at minimum, I see 11. Yeah, um, they were 13-3 team last year. 
Um, their schedule isn't too terribly tough, even though that their their division they have to take on is uh, the ASC South, which I even had them splitting and still had them going eleven and five. I had them splitting with the Falcons and the Panthers and going eleven and five as well. Yeah. And I actually think they could sweep the Panthers. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, and then I mean, I had them like they play the Colts and the Texans, which are going to be their one of their hardest like teams to go against. Yeah, but no, I I, I see I easily see eleven. I could see twelve or thirteen for a revenge season. They didn't. They like I said, a fucking horrible referee call, missed call away from a Super Bowl a Super Bowl last year. Which so would have won the Super Bowl. They would have. Yeah. So easily take the over here at ten for the New Orleans Saints. And by the way, shout out to all of our LSU buddies. If you're somehow listening to this podcast, we're very, very high on, on your Saints this year. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I will root for the Saints any day. Don't really have a problem with them at all. Nope. Uh, over a lot of other teams. So, we love the Saints. Me and Jerry have a lot of good, uh, good picks about the Saints. Similar. Moving on to the second team in the NFC South, you have the Atlanta Falcons, the fucking dire rivals to the Saints. Um, yes. Their draft class. Didn't really mind it. I love their, I love their first two picks. I like them building their O line. Exactly, they're building their O line to protect Matt Matt Ryan, and their O line's been a problem for years. Yeah, and teams don't really like to do that with two first round picks. They pick two linemen. However, I don't really like the rest of their off season. They lost a few big pieces on defense: uh, Bruce Irvin, Robert Alford, Brian Poole. Um, they didn't really replace him with anybody. They had. Remember, they had the fifth worst defense in the league last year. They didn't really do much to improve on that. So, for me, I'm saying they got worse. I'm going to say they're kind of in the middle of the pack. I think they got better on offense 100% and got worse on defense. So, I think they drastically improved their offense and got worse on defense. So, I'm going to say, again, I know I'm kind of taking the cop out here, but they're kind of middle of the road for me just because Matt Ryan, has. it's been a problem for him getting sacked in the past for, for as long as I can remember. And now that they're investing in that O line, they even picked up some O linemen in their off season as well. So um, they lost Tevin Coleman, a guy who's been a pretty big piece for them uh, throughout the last few years. I know that he's been splitting time with Devonta Freeman, um, but I mean, I don't know. I just I didn't, we'll I didn't really I like. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be as big of an issue as as everyone thinks it's going to be. But all right, we'll see. Um, which takes us into our sleeper breakout bus and MVP. My sleeper pick, again, I'm going to start off because it kind of stems off what you just said. You don't think it's going to be as big of a piece as you think because my sleeper is Ito Smith. Okay. Uh, running back, he is right behind Devonta Freeman, and with Freeman being pretty much in a body bag all of last season, only playing two games, he hurt his foot, his groin, and his knee. And, I mean, for me, I, I mean, it's okay to be curious about his health and how he's going to move forward. He's a big guy. He's a big body. He's going to get hurt because he's just your power back. He's your, like, Steven Jackson back. Um, and I don't know how except, much – Except Steven Jackson was never hurt behind a terrible line, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> and I think he's going to get a lot of the workload, but 
with his health and everything in question, Edo Smith is going to get a solid amount of touches off the bench. Last year, Edo Smith came in out of nowhere and was even competing for the starting job with Tevin Coleman. Uh, so I like his chances here. I think he's going to – I'm not saying he's going to come in and be a fucking phenomenal running back. I'm saying that he's going to come in and step in and do his part if Devonta Freeman goes down or just to even have solid touches next to him. I like that pick because I'm going with another super player who is a free agent signing this offseason. It's another running back. It's Kenyon Barner. So this is a journeyman running back. He's been in the league since 2013, but he's only had 96 total rushing attempts since 2013. You want to know why? He's a special teams guy. But listen, you want to know why? He's been on very, very deep teams with running back talent. He played for the Eagles for like four years behind Shady McCoy and then played for for the Patriots last year. So he's been on teams with deep, deep running back talent, and I don't think the Falcons have that. I mean, like you just said, I mean, Devontae Freeman gets banged up a lot. Then you have Edo Smith, who could be, I hope he's not for your sake, a one-hit wonder. So I think he can step in and finally get a lot of more carries than he ever has in, in his career with, with, with the Falcons. And I think he has the speed. He, ha- he has the ability. Like you said, he's a special teams guy. I know he's usually a gunner on special teams. So he's got the speed. If he can put the rest of the pieces together, I mean, this is a deep sleeper pick. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind that. I can see him actually now that I'm thinking about it, because uh, I mean, obviously Devon Freeman's not a, a fucking catch heavy running back, and I don't think Edo Smith is either. So I can see him being like the Darren Sproles type, the third, the, th- the third down guy, just catch or just catching like little fucking swing routes out of the backfield. Yeah, um, dude, I, I mean, I don't mind it. Don't love it, but I don't mind it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I dug deep for it. I dug deep for it. I'm not. I, I respect your Edo Smith pick. I'm not in love with the guy because again, it's it's like for me the proof is in the pudding, and he had like a he had the, that one year last year. Um, Kenyon Barner's been in the league for a long time. He's just never gotten the opportunity, and I'm big on guys who are given opportunities and, and, and can crack them. So, oh, I mean, for me, I mean, it was tough. I just kind of picked him. There's not, I couldn't really pick anyone on defense because I don't love their defense and offense. It's just kind of kind of fell in there. So, let's go on into the breakout player. Mine, again, not in love with it, but it kind of is a little bit predictable. Calvin Ridley, uh, wide receiver. Uh, but did, didn't he kind of break out on the scene last year? I mean, the kid was a monster. He didn't have an amazing year. Uh, he had a good year, but it was his rookie year. So I think rip off, kinda... rip off, Rip off the stat line. All right. Let me, let me get it for you. But, I mean, yeah, he didn't have like an absolute incredible year. I think he had a couple – a few good games that a lot of people remember, which is why they think he had a good year. Um, I mean, yeah, he had 820 yards and 10 touchdowns. <laughs> so maybe I'm wrong. That was also only on five games started. He played all 16, though, so he didn't get hurt. Um, and, again, he's, he's kind of the backup. He's not, he's not on the starting roster. He's going to be kind of getting so in time out, time out. Can I ask you a question? Since he had a big year last year, do you think so? You're saying breakout. Like, do you think do you can you foresee him outplaying Julio Jones? I'm not going to say he's going to outplay Julio Jones, and I'm not even saying that he's going to. I mean, it's kind of hard to get more than ten touchdowns two years in a row. Yeah, I mean that's fucking impressive. But I do see him eclipsing a thousand yards, um, and then maybe coming close to like the you know six to eight touchdown range, which I would say for him breakout would be over a thousand yards as not even a starter on the team. Okay. He's playing the fucking bum, Muhammad Sanu. He will take Muhammad Sanu's job soon. Why the why the fuck would it be between that or Muhammad? 
Bahamas most commonly used name in the world. Read a fucking book, Seth. <laughs> but for real, um, Colin Ridley had less than 200 snaps or 200 less snaps than Muhammad Sanu last year and still outworked him. So he's going to be looked upon more, I think, and I think he's just going to bust out of, of his shell. And maybe even, I would say, breakout year for Calvin Ridley, starting 1,000 yards. Boom. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. My breakout is on the defensive side of the ball. I went with Tack McKinley, the defensive end. The third-year DN out of UCLA, I think he's going to have something, something to prove. For those, for those of you who don't know, he was actually detained in a hotel in LA back in January. One of his friends was fearful, like was fearful of, of his mental health, which, you know, if you, you know, it's a serious thing. Um, and, you know, so he had to, I, I just think he's going to use that as fuel. Um, he overcame it. He, he's back in camp. Um, and I think he's going to come onto the scene in a big way. So this is his third year in the league. His first two years in the league, he had 13 total sacks, seven and a half last year and six and a half or something like that. Whatever, he had 13 sacks in two years. I see him getting close to that number this year alone. I see double-digit sacks for Tack McKinley. I think he's become the premier pass rusher on the Atlanta Falcons, opposite of Vic Beasley. I think the Falcons could have a pretty nasty pass rush. I see Tack McKinley getting double-digit sacks this year in the NFC South. Um, So Tack McKinley is going to be my breakout player. I don't mind that pick. I almost want somebody on the on their D line because if you look at it on paper, their D line is way better than they actually perform. Because you have Vic Beasley, Grady Jarrett, Tack McKinley. Um, they're three commonly household na- household names at this point on their defense, but none of them have really like none of them have like amazing seasons. No, I mean so, maybe so t- one of them's do, and maybe it's him. Don't yeah. mind it, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, moving into our bus pick, um, and I don't know if you're going to appreciate my bus pick, but hear me out because I have a reasoning behind it. Caleb McGarry. Uh, this is one of their draft picks. He's the tackle. Uh, he's the one they got uh, 31st overall. And the reason I'm picking him, I hate to do it, but he's already having health issues, and I didn't know this until I looked into it. Um, and I hope it isn't too serious or lingering for his career, but at such a young age he had a heart surgery last year or I think last week it's going to put out put him out like six to eight weeks um and apparently this is the second time already in his career that he's had to do this he had to do it in college too to put him out six to eight weeks um so I think I mean it's just not looking good for him such a big guy having heart problems at what like 22 23 yeah I didn't I know that that's that's not great so I mean it's kind of all, sad but it sucks yeah. to say like I mean it might be career ruining for him well it's I don't know if you remember this whenever the Rams drafted Bud Sasser back in the day they couldn't even like put him on his roster because he had some kind of issue with his heart or some some shit like that so yeah apparently I mean, he was cleared that, uh, for the combine but it happened again in preseason and that yeah. shit's serious and it, it, it beca- at that point it becomes more than football you know like just fucking yeah. staying alive for real. And so, I don't know the extent of the seriousness, but obviously it's enough to have it fucking put him out six to eight weeks. So with that, I just think when he comes in and plays, he might do well, but I think it's going to be one of those things where he can only play five, six weeks at a time. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for him. So, you know, hopefully you prove him. He, he proves you wrong. I'd love to see him prove him wrong just because of the standard of a health issue, but just for the bus pick, I think that drafting him first overall, he has a lot. No, no, no. They have, they they had Chris Lindstrom first, not Caleb McGarry, but yeah. No, oh, he was in their first round, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you say first overall, I think you mean their their first round pick. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. First, first round. Either no, way. so 
I mean, I totally get it, but you know, like I said, you know, and it's something he can't really he can't really help. No, I mean, it's not like one year. Oh, I like that pick. It's just common sense. Yeah, I get it. My bust is going to be Austin Hooper, the tight end. Oh, finally, dude. Yeah, so, average at its best. I mean, he is a good. He was a good tight end when he wasn't the guy. This year, he is the guy, the starting tight end in Atlanta. Like he is their number one tight end. Um, Hooper had the best year of his career last year, and that best year was seventy-one catches, pretty good for a tight end, but only for six sixty receiving yards and four touchdowns. And a lot of people think he's going to make strides forward, you know, kind of stepping into the role, being the guy's tight end. I think the opposite. I think he'd probably perform better as like a second fiddle. Like when you look at Tampa Bay's tight end situation that we'll talk about later in this episode with Cameron Brayton and O.J. Howard, I think O.J. Howard performs better as second fiddle rather than first fiddle. And I think Austin Hooper is that same guy. I think now that he's thrown into the limelight and going to be the guy in that offense, I think he's going to regress a little bit. Kind of, It's going to be a moment that's too big for him. And I think that he's not going to have as good as a year, especially with talents like Calvin Ridley, fucking Devonta Freeman, Julio Jones, even Muhammad Sanu, even Latavius Murray. And you throw those people out there. Austin Hooper, I mean, no, Latavius Murray was the previous team. Whatever, my bad. Um, so Austin Hooper, I just think he's due for a, a, a bad year. Yeah, Austin Hooper is like the fucking Miller Lite of tight ends. Like he's not the worst, but it's like he's my last choice if I'm gonna be picking up a tight end. What is so out of out of light beers in the United States, what is worse than Miller Light? Milwaukee's best. Okay, but you talk about Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, Bush Light. Natty Light and Bush Light. Of the of those five, oh Miller Light's the worst for sure. So we're 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 saying that Austin Hooper is more like the Coors Light. Yeah, we'll say he's the Coors Light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm currently drinking Natty, and so am I. Who dog Natty? Go fuck yourself, because that's honestly one of my favorite light beers. Yep, so easy to drink. I at the gas station above, right by my house. Shout out to that gas station. It was fucking for a six pack of sixteen ounce cans for Natty, four bucks. I got a fifteen pack of twelve ounce cans for nine eighty earlier. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. With that being said, let's roll into we both gave our bus for the Falcons. Let's roll into the MVP. Pretty sure probably probably have the same person here. Yeah. Um Julio Jones? No, I have Matt Ryan, but I almost put Julio Jones. I see I don't think Matt Ryan is the MVP of this team anymore. He's 34 years old. He's just not as good as what he once was. And for me, without Julio, I mean, who, they don't really have many uh, kind of safety nets to throw but to. But he, he threw 10 touchdowns to Calvin Ridley last year. Okay. A rookie. A rookie. A rookie. Take Julio off the team. Who do they have, though? Because then everyone's going to be targeting Calvin Ridley. For sure. I get it. I mean, I was very tempted to pick Julio Jones here. I mean, Julio that, Jones is top 10 player uh, in, the, in the NFL, and Matt Ryan isn't. I get that, but Matt Ryan is similar to kind of breeze. He kind of holds everything together. You know, Matt Ryan hasn't thrown for under 4,000 yards in a year since his third year in the league in 2010. Every single year, he's thrown for over 4,000 yards. Last year, he had the lowest interception total in his career, tied for it. Um, he threw seven picks last year, which is the low, tied for the lowest in his career. I think this year that Matt Ryan, with Calvin Ridley coming into his second year, learning more about the NFL, hopefully Julio Jones can stay healthy for a full year and he has a decent running back arsenal. Um, I think 
Matt Ryan can finally eclipse um, that five that elusive five thousand yard mark. I mean, he's never gotten, he's never eclipsed five thousand yards. I can see Matt Ryan doing that this year, so that's why I'm picking him as the MVP of this. You think he's going to do that? Thirty four years old. I mean, fucking Drew Brees did it, has done it for six years. But but he has a way better team than Matt Ryan does. Not always, not always. I, mean, I would say Matt Ryan is past his prime. Um, I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means, but I just don't really see him as the MVP of this team. Don't I said, like like I said, I was very very tempted to pick Julio Jones. I mean, of, of the it's one of those two. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, but either way, uh, tomatoes, tomatoes. Vegas odds for their win total are over under 8.5. I'll let you start this one off. I'm going to take the over here. I looked at their schedule, and I think the absolute worst they can go is 8-8. Eight and eight. And that is with some bad luck and some injuries on their side. I, see, I could see two teams from this, from this division going to the playoffs. I think one of those could be the Falcons. Um, I can see 9-10 to 10 wins for them this year. Um, so I know the 8.5 is scary, but at the worst, I see them at 8-8. At eight eight. Again, that's with some injuries. So with that being said, I'm going to take the over. Oh, my God. <laughs> we totally missed the mark on this one together. I'm going under here. They were a 7-9 team last year, and we even said it. You don't think they got better. They were a 7-9 team. I said they were uh, even Q. I said their offense got better. All right. Well, even then, their defense is worse, and they were the fifth worst team on D- in the NFL last year. Um, I, just, I think that they're another 7-9 team. I say 8-8 eight eight at best, which still hits the under. Um, and I would I would take this any day. Just one we're gonna disagree, and that's when we disagree on. That's fine. We'll see. I don't know. That that leads me to believe that you that you think that you're gonna be high on the Panthers. We'll see. Uh, that takes us into the Panthers, which I can account for. Both of us, me and Jared, both loved their draft. Loved it absolutely. Brian loved it. Burns, uh, their first round pick uh, from Florida State, who they got. 16 overall was an excellent pick. They got yep. Greg Little, the tackle from Ole Miss in the second round. Uh, Will Greer, Jordan Scarlett, the running back from Florida, and Terry Godwin, the wide receiver from Georgia in the seventh round, which I think is a very value pick. Um, I didn't spoil anything because, no, I didn't pick him. Well, he's really good. Uh, yeah. And I only it, lost two pieces of their – Yep. And gained uh, some even better ones. Oh, yeah. They gained way better than what they lost even. They gained – 
Defensive tackle Gerald McCoy. They gained wide receiver Chris Hogan. Defensive end Bruce Irvin. And like Travis said, they, they lost Matt Matt Khalil off their offensive line, which is kind of a big deal. But, I mean, I mean, I even said it on after the, the post-draft podcast. I think that they had one of the better drafts in the NFL. Um, I'm going to say it. They, I think they were like fourth on my list. Um, they bolstered the DL, the defensive line with Gerald McCoy. They added some receiving depth with Chris Hogan. So I think 100% they got better, um, and they made this division even better because I think this could be one of the better divisions of football comp- competition-wise. I think that it's getting better. I think it's getting to the point where they're all starting to get – uh, good players on their team and be more competitive, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen them kind of put it together. I don't know if they're there yet, but I love their draft. Uh, they didn't do a lot in the off season, but they added pieces to really improve on both sides. I think they got better without a doubt. Um, so I think both of us really like what the Panthers did. They're making steps to be better for sure. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, so that being said, oh, right. sleeper breakout bus and MVP, Sleeper pick, I'll let you uh, start this one off for the Panthers. So my sleeper pick is going to be one of their um, one of their offseason signings. My headphones falling on my ear. One of their offseason signings. I'm going to go Chris Hogan, the wide receiver coming over from New England. Um, Travis shaking his head. Do you, no, you, I'm, I'm shaking it, yes. S- same, same guy? No, not the same, but I like it. Okay. I mean, he became a household name in New England. Um, we have all, we've all heard the story about Chris Hogan, how he didn't play college football. He played fucking lacrosse in college because he's, he's a lax bro. Um, and a lot of people don't think that he's going to fit well in this Carolina offense, but, but hear me out here. Cam Newton has reportedly had bad shoulder problems. It means he can't throw the ball deep. He doesn't have a lot of accuracy deep. And guess where Chris Hogan lives on the football field? across the middle and short routes, which is what Cam Newton's going to fucking love. Um, he's going to have a lot of RPO opportunities with, you know, option to hand it off to McCaffrey or ditch it off to Hogan, cut, run, streaking across the middle. So I think Hogan's going to have a fairly big year in Carolina. I think he's going to fit in well and mesh well. Um, and I think he's going to become, become early on a, a favorite target of Cam Newton's. I don't mind that at all. Um, I think that, you know, some of their wide receiving core is a little bit slept on in general, which is why I went with DJ Moore, uh, wide receiver as well. He's his rookie season last year. Uh, he was a first round draft pick. So, you know, that he definitely has the potential, uh, and he came in and had over 700 yards, only two touchdowns. Uh, but that might've been the case that Christian McCaffrey had a lot of those. I think that that's going to be the case again. Uh, but I think he's going to step up his, his production on touchdown level. Maybe a little bit more yard. I mean, it's kind of hard to eclipse 700 yards in your sophomore season. But I think, you know, Cam Newton's really kind of developed this relationship with him uh, over his freshman year. Uh, freshman rookie year, goddamn. Um, and he's the number one wide receiver on this team, especially on the depth chart. I expect a solid year from him, even as a sophomore. A lot of people think, oh, he's going to come in, have a sophomore slump. I don't think that's really going to be the case with him uh, just because he didn't really have, like, an amazing year. I think that he's going he's gonna to do well. And I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, fantasy starter-wise or something that's going to be like a threat in the league, but definitely one that's going to, you know, kind of be a guide to Cam Newton uh, to have a decent year. Okay, okay. I see you, I see you. So going into breakout, and I'll kind of lead this in. Um, my breakout, the same player. The Brian Burns. Yep. It's hard yep. not to pick him. It's hard. I mean, he was 100% at the time when Carolina picked at number 16 in the draft. He was the best pass rusher on the board. Probably 
could you could argue the best pass rusher in the class. Some people had him there. I mean, the kid's a fucking absolute animal. Six five, two fifty. I think he's going to give a lot of problems, especially on a defensive line that Gerald McCoy's a part of, because you're going to have a lot of offensive linemen, interior offensive linemen, focusing on Gerald, Gerald McCoy trying trying to double team him, which is going to free up Burns in the outside and leave him one on one for some pass rushing opportunities. Um, this is a league that has plagued the Panthers. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. Matt Ryan, fucking Drew Brees. They're going to have to get after, get after the passer. I think Brian Burns is that guy. I love the pick when it happened. So, I mean, it, 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 just, it just makes sense. So, I'm going yeah. with Brian Burns here all the way. For sure. I mean, I love this guy. He was like – he was one of my top defensive players on the draft board uh, this year in general. I know when we did the mock draft, I was high on him. Um, especially, you look at this defensive line, you have Bruce Irvin, Dontari Poe, and Gerald McCoy. You think a lot of offensive lines are going to – are going to push push a lot of people towards them, leaving Brian Burns on the outside, not double teamed hardly at all, uh, leaving him open for a big year. He's poised to have a big year. He's a stud. Um, he had, I believe, over ten sacks his last year uh, at Florida State. So I mean, he's I mean he's poised to have a big year, and I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, yeah, great pick by the Panthers there. So rolling into our bust player. And I'll kind of take this one away because Travis ain't going to like this one. He was just talking about this guy earlier. My bus is DJ Moore, the second-year wide receiver out of Maryland. Um, I'm not saying he's going to have a bad year, but I think he's going to regress a little bit from last year with Chris Hogan in the offense, Chris McCaffrey in the offense, again, Cam Newton's shoulder problem. Um, I don't see him getting close. He Last year had 788 receiving yards. I don't think he – comes close to that mark. I think he's probably more of the five, five, 600 mark. He may get more touchdowns like Travis was saying, but uh, yardage wise, I don't see him. So I'm, I'm not, uh, this is a very, very harsh term for a bust. I just think he regresses a bit compared, compared to year one. All right. Don't mind it. Um, I mean, I can see it. Like I said, it's kind of hard to pick a sleeper on this team. That's not like there. So yeah, Oh, well, it is what it is. My bust is also on the wide receiving core. Not who Jarrett picked, but Torrey Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's been, I mean, as you can all tell, on a downward spiral since 2014. Uh, so the, the back half of his career, I think he's going into his ninth year, this is. And the Panthers, I think, looked to bring him in last year to add depth uh, to the wide receiving core. Really shit the bed. He had 190 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and I can see him replicating that kind of exact same thing, which comes to the bus. Like, I know he did it last year, but shit, if you have under three touchdowns and fucking less than 200 yards two years in a row, that's not really good coming from a veteran wide receiver who's supposed to kind of teach and lead this receiving core. Um, so, I mean, like I said, he's coming to an end, given the back half of his career, he's really taking a downward spiral, and he's just not what he once ever was in his first four years. I 100% agree with that. I actually – Love that pick because I can see DJ Moore stepping into that. I can see Chris Hogan being the number one guy and DJ Moore kind of stepping into that second role um, with Torrey Smith kind of regressing. So we shall see how that plays out. But going into the MVP, I bet we have the same person. Christian McCaffrey? 100%. You can't pick anybody else. He's the top two running back in the league. Top two? Top two? I mean, he's he's easy top three. I don't know who's behind him uh, or who's in front of him other than Saquon at this point. Uh, just given, you know, Zeke. I mean, him and Zeke are competing for that that second. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's it's Saquon, Zeke, and Christian McCaffrey, and then you throw Melvin Gordon out there. 
Maybe. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's, got, he's got the recipe to, for success in this offense now. We saw what he did last year. They implemented a lot more, and you see that he had success doing so. So I don't see why he doesn't have the same, if not a better year. I think the RPO is going to be huge because, like I said, the, the Panthers didn't have that over-the-middle threat last year like they have with Chris Hogan. So that opens up the playbook. It opens up defenses more. I think Christian McCaffrey is poised for a 3,000-plus 3, all-purpose yard year. And um, have you seen this man? Dude, in camp, he is fucking incredibly jacked. Yeah, twenty. I'm saying three thousand plus all-purpose yards and twenty plus touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey total this year. Yeah, I mean Christian McCaffrey, love it. Didn't think he was going to be. At call me wrong, I thought he was not going to be good coming out of Stanford. But. I mean, when's the last time you seen a white a white running back do shit? Mike Allstott with the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the early two thousands. <laughs> It's been a while, but I mean, I love it. Love to see it happen. Uh, just for him, he's really he's been doing really good. So obviously, obvious MVP MVP of this team. Yep, I hundred percent agree. All right, moving into their Vegas odds <clears throat> for over under seven and a half. Uh, Tough. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go this one. Go. Uh, and I really thought I liked this team more with their line and everything. Same. I, I think I'm gonna have to say under here, man. Yep. Um, I worked it out. I did their schedule a couple times, and I cannot see them winning eight games. Yep. I, think, I think McCaffrey can only carry them so far. Cam Newton is not an elite quarterback. I don't think uh, it's enough to win eight. I think that they're a 6-10, 7-9 win team. Boom. Travis on the head. I'm taking them here as well. I, I had them at seven wins at the best. I actually had them at 7-9 my, 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 my first look through the schedule. Um, I can see eight maybe – but that's tough. I mean, they're playing a tough division with the Falcons twice, for the Saints twice. Uh, I mean, I had them splitting it with the Falcons, but I can see them getting swept four, uh, oh and four against those two teams. So I that mean, right there puts them yeah. in a hole. I mean, they're 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 trending in the right direction. No, they're they're trending- they for sure are, and that's what I said. Like, I don't think this division is there yet, but they're getting more competitive. Yeah, and I and if I had to pick a surprise team out of the NFC, like someone who I think is going to come out and like people don't expect to like go to the playoffs, it'd be, and run, it'd be it, it would be the Carolina Panthers, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So we could be fucking way wrong on this, but I'm definitely taking the under here, um, honestly because of the half. If it was at seven, I I, I would hit the over. Yeah, I I mean I don't see them hitting it. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. If they won a couple surprise games, um. I think with a little bit better of a quarterback and with an arm, we know Cam Newton has some injury problems, maybe a, a really good wide receiver. I see this team easily winning, being nine and seven. Yeah, but with that being said, we I think we kind of kind of both see him hitting the under. But like I said, they're going the right direction for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that takes us into the last team of this division, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their draft class, um, I don't really know a whole lot about. I know they only I lost. Love, your- I love their first round pick. Yeah, I mean Devin White, uh, amazing at five overall. Uh, their first round pick. I know that Sean Bunting, the D back at, at uh, Central Michigan, isn't bad as well. But kind of that after that, it gets a little f- hazy. They did draft Terry Beckner in the seventh round, though. Out of from, Mizzou. The, from Mizzou, baby, so I like that one. That's uh, an under. That's an underrated one for sure. It's definitely underrated. I'd like to see him step his work ethic up a little bit. Uh, that's another topic for another day. They lost Gerald McCoy and Quan Alexander, but dude, the amount that they got uh, in the off season definitely replaced that. That first one makes leaps and bounds better. 
Yeah, I mean, they got one, they got a new head coach in Bruce Arians, Ndamukong Sue, uh, and that's pretty much all you need to know. I mean, they got Rashad Perriman, uh, wide receiver, Blaine Gabbert in there uh, for a little backup quarterback action. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq Barrett at linebacker. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, can this team really get worse from what they were last year? No. The draft was all right. They acquired a big piece or two, so I'd say they got a little better. I do, too. I do, too. You may not, you're, whenever we talk about the over-under later, you're going to be fucking skeptical of me, but I think they got definitely got better just because their number one overall pick, their head coach is, was big for me. I love Bruce Arians in Arizona. Um, I think he's going to do good things in Tampa Bay. Uh, and, you know, so we shall see from there. So I think they definitely got better for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a no-brainer, uh, which takes us into our sleeper breakup bus and MVP uh, my sleeper, we might, we may have the same one. OJ Howard. Nope, but I do have nope. someone. I, I like that pick though. All right, uh, OJ Howard. For all of you know, I mean, you sure know he's tight end. And I honestly forgot about him until the last couple of days when I saw his name pop up, and I'm like, oh shit, OJ Howard had a pretty decent year last year. I think it's finally time that the Buccaneers start weeding out Cameron Brait. I mean, it's just simple. O.J. Howard is the better tight end. He's young. I know Cameron Brate's not old, but O.J. Howard, as athleticism, is way better. If they put him in more than Cameron Brate, he will have a great year. Uh, I know his first two seasons, because he's coming into his third, he had four to 500 yards with five and six touchdowns. Back-to-back, I think it's time he steps it up a little bit. Uh, he plays a solid role and kind of earns that you know, main role over Cameron Braid after a few weeks if, if Jamin Winston can get his shit straight. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, Jamie Winston's a fucking flop, but um, I like that pick. I like it a lot. I, I, I like I like uh, OJ Howard. I think he's like the next kind of guy. Roll uh, Tide. I was talking sh- kind of shit on him earlier. Playing better as a second fiddle. Uh, my sleeper is going to be Chris Godwin, the wide receiver. Ooh. That's going to be Travis's fucking bust. That's her, no, I'm, it's not, but I just – I don't know. I had him in fantasy last year, but go ahead. Sleeper. Sleeper is the word here. It's because Mike Evans is always going to be the guy for the Bucks <laughs> as long as he's there. And Brayton and OJ Howard are going to garner a lot of attention. But this guy's in his third year out of Penn State. I think he's poised for stardom. And, like, literally no one's talking about him. Like, nobody – everyone's kind of writing him off because, like I said, you got um, Mike Evans, you got OJ Howard, you got Cameron Brayton. He had 59 catches and 842 yards and seven touchdowns last year, and no one's talking about him. If Winston can keep his head on his shoulders, I can see him having another decent year. Shit, even if they throw fucking Blaine Gabbert in there, who the fuck knows? I mean, this kid could go off. 
So I think Chris Godwin is a good sleeper pick. Um, I mean, deep, deep. I mean, if you're in an ten, if you're in an eight-man fantasy league, you're not picking him up. But you know, you're talking like ten, twelve. You know, he could be your 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 third, fourth receiver option. So Chris Godwin, um, I see him having a is being slept on a bit. Shit, you mentioned fucking Blaine Gabbert getting thrown in there. If that's the case, no one's catching a touchdown. <laughs> um, but no, going off of what you said about Mike Evans, just kind of going on a tangent here. I feel bad for the guy because he is he's I'd, I'd say one of the top five six wide receivers in the league, but he's always slept on because he plays for a shitty fucking team. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Different story for another day. Yep. Uh, rolling into the breakout player, um, I'm sure we have the same one here again. Uh, Devin White. Hundred percent. Yep, Devin White. Uh, I mean, he's coming straight in to start. Uh, he's going to add their defense, which is. Really, the only weak piece in their defense is the defensive back. So he's coming into a strong interior front defensive line and linebacker core. Yeah, and this dude's a fucking tackle machine. Over his last two seasons at LSU, he's just dominated. He got over ten tackles a game. That's insane. And Bruce Arians is a very defensive-minded coach. First and foremost, I see him forming Devin White into an animal in the middle of the field. I think he's going to be, like you said, he's a talented tackler. Has a nose for for the football. I mean, I could see, you know what, he's he's kind of like, I mean, I know Darius Leonard was a second-round pick, but he can kind of be like Darius Leonard-esque and like eclipse that 100-yard, that 100-tackle that mark this year. Yeah, uh, I I can see that for sure. It's really kind of a shame because when you I look at this team all around, their weak parts are their defensive backs and their offensive line. Other than that, they're a solid-rounded team. Yep. Other than what I'm about to talk about, oh, by the way, my breakout – Honorable mention, I talk, I wanted to talk about Ronald Jones a little bit. Uh, I think he's going to have a good year and kind of step into that starting running back uh, position. Okay, so who the fuck is Ronald Jones? But okay, yeah. you answered that. Um, other than the defensive backs and offensive line, leads me into my bus pick, Jameis Winston. I um, like it. I wanted to support Jameis for you know as long as I could. I really don't mind Jameis Winston. I kind of like him. I was actually him for Halloween a few years ago. Yeah, um, put crabs in your pants like you fucking crabs. I he just makes the stupidest mistakes. I mean, even dating back to his college days, I remember I think the fucking was, college championship game, that semi that bowl game against Oregon, that where he threw the ball backwards because he fumbled it. Yeah, um, I mean, he. I don't know how you can justify having him as a start any, anymore. He has, I will say, for the most part, he's gotten better. Every single year, he's progressively increased, not by much, but he's going to his fifth year, and he has a 21-33 and 33 record. And, I mean, that just has to – that can't cut it after a certain point, and I feel like that's just it. He's He is the fucking kryptonite of this team. You have to have, got to get a good quarterback in there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the first step in the right direction was getting a new head coach in there in Bruce Arians. I, I don't think he's going to put up with Jameis Winston shit for too much longer. Um, so – I kind of see Jameis Winston's days being very numbered. So I like that pick. My bus is in Dominican Sue. Um, I don't like this pick for this team. Um, and Dominican Sue doesn't do well on shitty teams. We saw that in Miami. We saw in Detroit. He has a temper problem, always has. Um, I think, you know, he could provide a lot of talent and depth to that interior of the, of the D line. But again, he's on a bad team with a bad attitude already. And he could honestly, and I'm not saying he's not going to put up good numbers. My my thing for him being a bust is going to be being a cancer in the locker room. Whenever he's on a shitty team with a shitty attitude, and I honestly could see him being traded before that trade deadline in October. 
um, just to move some, some, some dead weight. I don't think this, this was a good signing for the Bucks. I don't think it's a good fit for Ndamukong Sue. He's in the latter stages of his career and needs to be going to a team that's competing for championships. Um, so I just think attitude-wise, it's a bad fit, which is why he's, he's my bust. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that pick at all, especially, I mean, the name there in their defensive line, just the name alone, makes it stand out to you. And he's not going to be the star that he once was. I think his best days were in fucking Detroit. Yep. He had some, he had some decent games in Miami, but other than that, he's, just, he's getting old and he's, his attitude is a problem. Yep, 100%. MVP of the team. I'll let you go first just because I kind of went a little rogue here. Like okay, I, I, went, I went Mike Evans. Um, to me, he's by, so hard. It was hard, but he's by far and away the most talented player on this team, I think. He had his best year of his career last year. He had 1,500 re- receiving yards. Uh, he might not get to that amount this year, but I could see him easily eclipsing the 1,000-yard mark with 8 to 10 touchdowns, which is more than he had last year. Um, on a team with with a low amount of wins, anytime you have more than a thousand receiving yards and eight to ten touchdowns, it's that's that's an easy pick for MVP there. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, like I said, I went road. If I had to pick an MVP, it would be Mike Evans, but I just don't really see anyone on this team that's like, oh my god, they're the fucking man. Other than Mike Evans, uh, which is hard to do with a shitty quarterback. So I just went with like a position. Uh, because I couldn't pick a single person. So I went with their D-line. I think that they have one of the better defensive lines on paper. I don't know if they're going to perform all together uh, in the NFL with Bruce Irvin, Dontari Poe. Uh, whoops, that was the wrong one. Um, <laughs> they have one of the best defensive lines uh, in the NFL, I think. We'll see how they play. I think that they're in a position to where they have a lot of running backs, good running backs going up against them. I'd say some of the best. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. But I can say that they're going to be one of the better teams against the run. I'm going to say top 10 uh, against the run this year. Sorry, who's your MVP again? I totally missed it. The defensive line. Oh, just the entire defensive line? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that because I, 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 dude, I almost picked, I wanted to pick Jason Pierre Paul as one of my, as my MVP because he was an animal last year. He had 12 and a half sacks for, yeah, I mean, dude, for the Bucks. Jason Pierre-Paul, give him fucking one and a half arms. He's going to do his goddamn job. Yeah, like Jason Pierre-Paul and Duncan Sue, Vita Vea, Carl Nassib, and like, I mean, that's just, that's great. And Noah Spence is one of their backup DNs. Like, Carl, Carl Nassib, if you guys watched Hard Knocks last year, he will tell you how to invest your money and get 10 times on your return in five years. He was, he was obviously. Is it Nassib? Yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. But anyway, let's roll into the Vegas odds over under six and a half wins. Um, I mean, yeah, under is easy here. It's I under. see. Although I said they got better, I know they were what a four or five. I think they were five and eleven last year. I still uh, see them either I way. Still, I still see them as a four to five win team, but I think they got better because they're going in the right direction. They got Bruce Arians. They got they they did good in their draft. Devin White. Um, I just like I said, it's hard to be good when your fucking weakest points are your O line, your defensive backs, and your quarterback. Yep, one hundred percent. I mean, especially your O line and quarterback. Um, it, it, until they move on from Winston, I don't see them being a playoff team ever again. Um, 
again, I think they're trending in the right direction, but again, this is a very, very tough division in the NFC South with the Saints and the Falcons. I see the Bucks getting swept by them, so right there, that's already four losses on their plate. I see them splitting with the Panthers at best, so that's one and five right there out of the gate. I see them as a four to five win team. Um, six at at the very best, six, so the half is what's scaring me away again. So I'm I'm taking the under for sure. Yeah, no, I don't see them winning more than five. I thought they were a four and twelve, five and eleven win team. Uh, they have a pretty tough schedule, and I mean, with their weaknesses, no chance they win seven games. Like, there's literally no chance. This is probably one of the guaranteed locks on unders that I or on over unders that I would take that we've done so far. Yeah, why was it so high? I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, maybe just because the fact that they've gotten better, who knows how they're going to do, but we kind of dove into that for you guys and take the under. If we're wrong, then go fuck ourselves. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's go into the division. I think we know pretty clear cut who this division winner is. I don't think it's competition. Yep. Saints. We know we said that it's getting more competitive and it is a competitive division, but Saints are far and away the best team here. Yep, 100%. So with that being said, our second question, do you, can you see any other team making the playoffs out of this division besides the Saints? I think it would be a miracle. I don't think so. See, I disagree with you. I think the Falcons can. No, I don't believe so. I know you guys talked last week. You guys could see the Cowboys and the, and the, and the Eagles going out of the East. I think one team comes out of the East. I think two come out of the South. I think one comes out of the, two come out of the North and one comes out of the West. No. I think that if, if there's any division that is like – not going to be in the running for a second team. I think it's them. Really? Yeah, I just think that the uh, Falcons, Panthers, and Bucks just kind of beat the shit out of each other. Okay. Just give them I, those losses that, that make one team 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. I'm not saying it's a lock, but I could definitely see the Falcons making it, though, as a wildcard team. See, I thought so last year, and I think they're just in, they're trending down a little bit. But either way. Well, okay, we'll see. We'll see. Um, division awards, MVP of the division. Drew Brees. Yep, easy. So we'll move on to the next one real quick. We are talking about Drew Brees. Breakout player. Uh, my breakout and rookie of the year are the same, Brian Burns. Okay. My rookie of the year is Brian Burns. My breakout player is Tack McKinley for the Falcons on the, on the DN. It's a big breakout. I, I, I told you he's going to have double-digit double sacks, man. I said it. All right. Yeah, I had to pick the same just because I feel like I, I didn't really love any of my breakout players. And – I mean Brian Burns. I mean I lo- I liked him. He I almost wanted I almost wanted to pick Devin White for rookie of the year, but I think Brian Burns the Panthers will be better than the Bucks by a few wins and I think Brian Burns I feel like it's easier for a for a defensive end to yes. look better too on paper than a linebacker. Yes, 100%. Not even paper, even even on tape. Linebackers do so much stuff that defensive ends don't do like They'll drop in his own coverage. They'll cover a man, and like they can cover their guy like Wadden Rice for the whole game and never get never get the name called and have a great game. But the defensive end could come in for fucking eight plays and have two sacks. And yeah, I mean it's a lot less. It's it's less noticeable to to the person that that isn't like visualizing the defense. Exactly, unless you're sitting down breaking down tape, you know, yeah. like which these fucking sports writers aren't. So I like it. MVP for me, Drew Brees. Breakout player for me, Tack McKinley, defensive end up from the Falcons, and rookie of the year for me, Brian Burns, the defensive end out of uh, the rookie defensive end for the for the Panthers. All right, let's do it. Um, and that kind of sums up, I guess, the fucking NFC South. That was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, we're we're getting better at these. We only have two more left. So we're, we're breaking it down, guys. When you guys hear this, it'll be Thursday. 
August 1st. Uh, a Hall of Fame game on Hall of, the Hall of Fame game is on, I think, tonight, I think August 1st. Um, so now we will have every single, even though it's preseason football, we will have football on every week until the Super Bowl. So that's phenomenal. We got two more divisions to cover. We got the NFC West. We got the NFC North. Um, we're also going to do a fantasy football deep dive. We're going to do a college football deep dive, and we're going to do an NFL full season breakdown on like who we think is going to win each division, how we see the playoff shaking out, um, and like overall league MVP awards. All that's coming before the season starts. So we got a pretty busy week, but guys, it's August and football is it's right there. I can smell it. At the tips of my fingers. Even though the Cardinals are in first place right now, football season's all I can fucking think about. Yep. So we're there. Um, again, you know, um, appreciate you guys listening to us and, and riding through us with all these division breakdowns. I think it's been fun. It's, it's been fun to do a deep dive on all these. I think it's going to be really fun when we decide to do a deep dive on fantasy football. Um, we're going to have our, our, our thing. We're still figuring out the logistics on that one. We are because we're going to have our good friend Josh Ruby on the podcast for that one. Um, he's a big fantasy football guy. So, yeah, first ever uh, podcast guest. So, you got to appreciate that. Um, go out there if you haven't. If you're listening this far, follow us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Two Drunk Brothers. Uh, follow us. We're putting out lines. More lines are coming this fall, baby, for football. We're going to have some every fucking week. So, yep, it is the time. Yep, we're going to start including those in our podcast, too. We're going to get back on the schedule of recording on Tuesdays and releasing them on Wednesdays. Um, so get used to that as soon as the games start rolling around. But with that being said, you guys have a fantastic weekend. Um, peace and love. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Going to do the two-step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with Do the whole down and get into it. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. Gonna roll your shoulders. Do the slip and slide. This next part's my favorite part of this time of shot. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the whole down. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.